Nitro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Ratata, Furo, Pidgey, Sea King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, uh, uh, Poliwrath, Butterfree! Gotta catch them all! Gotta catch them all! Pokemon! Ow! <laughs> oh, yeah, Brent. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Brain Boggled Pod. Brain Boogled Pod. Boogled Podcast. The Brain Boogled Podcast. This is our third episode? Fourth? This is our um, fourth, fourth episode fourth. in the uh, month of Bogtober. Oh, my lanta. I've got my uh, cup of Joe, which is just Brent's, a coffee it's, mug it's with Brent's face on it. Bobby's having caffeine in the afternoon, which is spooky. spooky. I'm, I'm literally drinking <laughs> from a coffee cup with Brent's face on it. It literally is labeled Brent's cup of Joe. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Bobby made it for me, so I, I, he gets a pass on this one. Can we make... Okay, Patreons, yeah. we're going to put a poll out. Okay. Do you want to see a Brent mug with, like, Brent's face literally just, just like a, on like the a mug? like a real-ass image of Brent, yes. not even, like, a design of him. And with like a, a quote, straight nice up, to meet me under it? Nice. Yes! <laughs> oh, you know what? We're not even putting this to a test. I'm putting this on the merch store. Okay, I guess we're, we're going to do... The merch store? Yeah. Like gonna, just the freaking merch... All right, well, we'll still do a poll. Yes. Speaking what of else? which, hey, if you haven't become oh, yeah. a patron yet, our Patreon is uh, out there and live. Mm. Uh, we have mm. tiers starting at as little as $1. You get access to the mini podcast which Ooh. um by the time you're hearing this will we'll for have certainty out. be out yes. yes um they're just like little the mini pod is a little short uh, a shorter version of the podcast that we talk about things that don't really fit into our regular formula mm. just sort of like we talk we we're going to talk about different mm. forms mm. of media mm. different mm. topics that we just want to talk about that may not be brain boggled but are still worth yeah, like if discussing. you like hearing us blabber for yeah. a while and, and you, you like get, our jokes. Yeah, and you get a whole nother podcast just for one dollar. Um, if you go up to three dollars, you get to uh, you get to vote on those polls that Bobby had mentioned before. Uh, by five dollars, you get a poster that is signed by all of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Oh, we're, we're not just, five dollars. It's no, ten dollars. You get the poster for ten dollars. You get a poster for five dollars. You get shout out. Yes. Shout so we have so we have a shout out. Have, I say shout out our first Patreon. We have two shout outs. Two shout outs. Yes. Our first shout out is Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen, Woo. for your Patreon support. Your patronage. And the next one is Dad. Thanks, Dad. dad. John Thanks. L. And by dad, dad, I mean dad. Jack's dad. Although, it te- although technically, we would shout him out as All Downhill LLC because that's what his Patreon name is. That's it's it's pretty great. It's just the name of his company. All Downhill? <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Shout out to J- Jack's dad in general because he said he's going to give me some B stuff. Oh, and yeah. I really appreciate that. Shouts out to dad. We mm. um took the uh, the honey supers down. We just need to cut them open and drain them of honey now. Ooh, it's so, that time so, of year. Uh, we got some of that second nature honey. That's what our honey company is called, Loki. It's my dad's it, old company. Jack's family is just like sneaky entrepreneurs. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. It'd be funny if it was called Downhill it? Honey as well. Anyway, <laughs> if you're wondering whose dad we're talking about, I am your jumping spider, Jay, Jack. Oh, that's so good, Jack. Uh, you thought of one. I know. I, <laughs> last week I used to jump as well, but... Well, 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 I used jump scare last week. Mine's, jumping spider's different. It's mine's different. pretty lame this week. Uh, I am your boo, <laughs> me, Bobby. <laughs> oh, booby, Bobby. Yeah, I, I had to separate them. That's pretty uh, good. What's yours, bro? I am your vicious blood moon, B, <laughs> Brent. <laughs> I, love, I just love, what's yours, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, speaking of Brent, what are we talking about today? Yeah. What we are talking about today 
gather around children because we are talking about ghosts. Zoinks! Like Zoinks, Scoob. Yeah, we're doing we're doing some little ghost stories today, fellas. So get your get your hot chocolate. Cozy up by the fire. Turn on a flashlight and point it upwards toward your face to look scary. Look real scary. (laughs) You guys can't see it, but I'm doing that right now. Mm. And we're all going to tell some spooky ghost stories. We're going to tell some spooky Yeah, we're going to talk about some spooky hauntings and such. And then we're going to just talk about ghosties in general. Just like what we think they are. Like, what do you think ghosts are? Where do they come from? Where Where do they go? Where do they come from? Ghost Eye Joe. Yes. You know, who, we go, who, who, who we would call if said ghost were to show up. Ghoul you know? Smashers. That is, a, that is a straight reference to another one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what video games would we play if we were trying to deal with goblins and ghosts? You know, <laughs> you know like if you had to say throw a javelin at them to deal with them. Maybe on the Nintendo Entertainment System mm-hmm. and, and kind yeah, of really yeah. hard. I mean, maybe, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll think about we'll it. Think we'll think get about there. It, though. Um, should I start us off with, yeah, with so the story? We're, we're going to basically go through an each tell our own little ghost story that we've looked up um and we're gonna start with jack so yeah everybody uh get, get tucked get, in get, get into your get, blankets get don't listen to this at night don't look under bed you might go you just might just don't look under bed don't look <laughs> under <laughs> bed <laughs> just bed <laughs> don't look under beds in First general all, who's better you looking under that's yeah. weird get out of there that's <laughs> not your bedroom yeah stop it all right. Don't look weirdo. out from bed if you're already under the bed. If you're under the bed, maybe <laughs> think about your life choices. Oh, if you're under the bed, be careful, though, because in like, uh, that show, Haunting of the Hill House, the ghost might come for you under there. Ooh, Creepy or, tall hat man, dude. Ooh, or in scary movie where he gets <laughs> where there's a clown under the bed. Yeah, that's That all, seems very problematic oh, for multiple reasons. <laughs> Those movies in general are pro- problematic. Uh, that's now. true. Yeah. I have a, when I was younger, quick tangent okay. before we get into mm-hmm. the story. When, I, tangent, when yeah. I was younger, I don't know why, but like, I had this like week, a few weeks of my life where I like set up a little, like I put blankets under my bed and I just slept under my bed. Who hasn't had that? I, I totally did that as well. You didn't do that? Well, I, mostly because I had a small bedroom, so like I put a lot of shit under my bed, so oh. there was no room for me as well, even as a, a little weeman. Oh, damn. I could not fit <laughs> under there. <laughs> little Brent. Little I Brent. always picture little Brent. Like, you, you ever watch George Lopez when they, <laughs> they tell stories <laughs> of like... They're just smaller with their heads. Yeah, they, they're just like little kids, but they have like I their just, full I heads. I had a beard then. <laughs> yeah, yeah Brent's had the, Brent was born with the beard. <laughs> I just picture Brent like full-size adult head on little kid body like, Mom! <laughs> I don't want to see Independence Day. That's true. I did not want to see Independence Day, but <laughs> then I watched it anyway, movie. and it became my favorite movie. But anyway, let's anyway, get into our first ghost the, story. The so, first spooky story. Jack, what's your what's your haunting? Ooh, have you guys ever heard of the mystery of the Winchester House? <laughs> I've heard of the Winchester House, but um, if I'm being completely candid with you fellas i don't know jack shit about it all right i'm right there with brent so you might be thinking winchester house like the rifle and you're exactly winchester right house winchester oh the winchester house winchester house. um so it is the winch it is the it is related to the winchester family who made the winchester repeating rifle oh so hmm. the That's winchester theme today yeah so the winchester house uh is a mansion in san jose california uh that was the personal residence of Sarah Winchester, who is the wife of the son of the original Winchester who started the the rifle company. So then when he died, the company passed to him and then her husband died and um, the 
com- they I, they didn't have children, so the mm-hmm. company went to her. She inherited like twenty million dollars, which in today's money is like five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Yeah. That's so she she inherited a lot of money. A lot of money. So. Uko Dinero. <laughs> so what had happened with him was he he passed away from tuberculosis um, shortly. It's, I mean, oh my god, this is so strange. Everything you're talking about is very similar to the one to I looked yours? at. Are you we'll sure we didn't just take the same I story? You we'll will eventually get very, very different. I guess okay. we'll go to Brent's um, next then. Yeah, no, and, some- and shortly after, oh no, actually no. Her, her, her child died of quote-unquote childhood disease, which... I don't know what that means. Like, she, like she kicked him down a flight of stairs. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think that the daughter had tuberculosis first, and then um, transferred it to the husband, who then shortly after died of tuberculosis. So, Sarah Winchester was so like distraught and heartbroken over this that she went to see like a psychic, and she was like, "I like I don't know why I'm so like broke. Like I just I can't get." these like the, the these thoughts out of my head of, of 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 these like these terrible thoughts i'm sad all the time like i feel like my world has been torn apart and the psychic was like well that's because all of the spirits who have ever been ki- all, all the spirits of people who have ever been killed by a winchester rifle are tormenting you right now oh, wow and they want they want salvation. And she was like, didn't then this, the spiritualist was like, you just inherited a lot of money. Right. And she was like, yeah. And she goes, you need to go West and build a, build, build a house for these spirits to live in so that they can finally be at rest. And so Sarah Winchester goes to San Jose, California. She buys a small house that she slowly expands to be over 24,000 square feet. So she built a house for ghosts. Oh, this one I have. Her, yeah. I remember this now. Like the crazy house that, like, with these like hallways that go nowhere. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. basically, what happened is Whoa. so this is the this is a view from the house from above. Um, I guess we'll we'll post the um we'll post pictures and stuff on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't have to be a patron to view just the pictures that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a way to get you on the website if you want to check those out. Mm. Um, so this is the house from the view so from, from up top. So this is the entrance here that I'm pointing. You guys, I mean, at, follow along at home um, and you can see that like, this is where it started. And then it just explodes and gets crazy. Um, just like addition after addition, addition after addition, after addition. Cause every time she would feel a new spirit, she would have to go build a room for them. And, but no one lived in this house. Only she lived in this house. Ooh. And or she also had a staff. Well, I mean, like only she lived in this house was in quotation marks. She had a staff of about 20 people. Um, and then on top of that, she also had like contractors and construction workers who were constantly, constantly, constantly there doing work on the house. Um, and so there are, there's one famous way, one called the doorway to nowhere where the door just opens up and it's like, out. it just opens up like the side of the house and it's just out into like, into the world that you can it's it's thir- it's a 13 foot drop which is very specific because mm. there's like the 13 number symbolism is everywhere like chandeliers always have 13 candles in them and all the staircases have 13 steps and there's 13 bathrooms and there's 13 ceiling tiles whenever there's a design in the ceiling um and yeah so there's stairways that will go like start on the floor and go up to like the ceiling and just like just go to the to the ceiling and go nowhere uh doors that will open and just have walls um there are some rooms that are completely just like blocked off because like as she was building she would just be like she would she would just like if that room was had served its purpose she would just you know build what she needed to build 
Um, it used to be seven stories tall, but an earthquake caused severe damage to the top few stories. So she tore them all down. And that's why the house is so wide. Cause so she used to build the house up, yeah. but then she, she slowly, uh, decided to build it out instead to be, to be safer. This place like open to the public. Oh, it's like, it's a super hot tourist. Like it's it, like almost all of the like ancient mystery is gone. It's almost just like a tourist attraction. So you just go point. and like, they'll take you on a tour. Yeah. The Cause building. the thing is, is like, it's not just like very like rush built. Like the architecture is very beautiful mm. in this house. Um, and like there, yeah, there are tours where they can show you all the like crazy things like the door to nowhere and the door that opens up to a wall and the staircase. Um, and there's like a collection of stained glass windows because she ordered, I can't remember the exact number, but um, she ordered like hundreds of stained glass windows um, and some were installed and then torn down, some were installed um, and left up. And then there are like tons that are just like not installed. So they're just yeah. on display and like. The stained glass is really, really beautiful. Like, if you're in the San Jose area, I suggest you go and check this out. Because, I mean, if you're in the San Jose area, you've probably already checked it out. Because it's just Especially one. This time yeah, of it's just one of the things to do. Um, but Are there any like stories? There's no. There is a movie that was made mm. about the Winchester House about a um, um, like um, a man whose wife recently died who was posing as a psychiatrist, who the Winchester Company paid him a lot of this is the plot of the movie this is not this i don't know i don't know how much basis in reality this has yeah but in the movie the winchester like the board of directors of the winchester company paid him a lot of money to give a a uh a uh like a bad a bad i don't know like a bad reading like a bad a bad bill of health like she wasn't mentally stable that's what it was she wasn't mentally stable to um, be in charge of the company because mm-hmm. they wanted because she was using a lot of the money to build this house. So um, they wanted uh, they wanted her to to step down so that they could take over. Um, and so they paid him a lot to go to go like give a false thing because she had been claiming to see ghosts and stuff. And he goes and eventually the movie happens where um, he like she by 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 like the end of the movie he's in like this garden room and he's like what is this room and she's like. This is a this is a room for your for your wife because his wife was like killed by a Winchester rifle, I guess. His wife, his wife, his wife. That's why I said Tombstone. His wife. Um, I don't know why, but I like picture like the psychic from the beginning of the story. Like, you need to build a house that's gigantic and full of rich things, <laughs> and then leave it there for the to live and then she like like walks to the house like like clogs or something like <laughs> she's like, like a little old polish yeah, lady like she just lives there and she has like the weird hat with the little flippies <laughs> on the side yeah, yeah. well i don't know because it's just like the whole idea of building a house for ghosts seems <laughs> super bizarre oh it's super weird i like wait why what's weird like, about it <laughs> oh i forgot brent has like, oh, his own ghost brent's house. got the ghost house yeah, yeah. I, I just call that. it the ghost house i'm pitching it as a reality show to tlc ghost house ghost house 
Um, but Brent, that's like your catchphrase in the show. You're like, oh, well, Brent. Uh, must be. Or no, Brent's catchphrase would be, must have been a ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> must have been a ghost. Or like, yeah, like at the end of it, like it's like the worst day ever yeah. or, for, or something. For like, for, it's like Christy's like worst day ever and yeah. Brent's just like being a goofball, right? Yeah. And then Brent like drops the butter and Christy's like, oh my God, Brent. And then Brent goes, Wah, wah, must have been, been a, a ghost, ghost. Yeah. and then it like freeze frames on him <laughs> and then you go here like yeah <laughs> 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 how did this change from a reality show to like a weird like, primetime sitcom <laughs> oh, I love this yeah. I love this um, yeah but so like, anyway this house is a uh, yeah though it's it's, it's, crazy it's a beautiful world. beautiful house it looks like straight out of it's a small world in Disney World yeah I mean it's 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 crazy like to think like imagine being so she must have been so deeply affected yeah. by the loss of her family to like actually go and do this oh well we'll, we'll kind of get into that later i think but um, i found that to be a common thread between a lot of ghost stories hmm. is that uh the afflicted person yeah it's for had sure. some kind of trauma yeah i feel like it's it's mainly like a way of closure like i've all like i'm sure we'll talk about this more later but i've always found like psychics and mediums and stuff to be I, I view them as people who are pray, preying on the like uh, vulnerable people and, and using using loss to their advantage. It's tough because I, I I know what you're saying and like I kind of agree, but also at the same time, I think a lot of those people truly do believe what they're doing. You know, like psychics, like not all of them. Obviously, I, but dude, I would doubt. I would go ahead and say it's not a lot. I would say the majority of them know what they're doing. And know so. that well because you ha- like if you genuinely believed in what you were doing, mm. then like where are you getting all of this like knowledge from? But that's the thing is that a lot of the times that knowledge doesn't lead anywhere or do anything. Well, that's why they use. That's why it's usually like it's there. I again, like as usual, I cannot cite my sources on anything that I'm about to say, but. <laughs> I read somewhere the classic, <laughs> classic <laughs> statement. I read somewhere that there was a study done where there was a psychic that asked the same exact questions to every or, or didn't ask the same. They, they were they were just observing a psychic, um, and afterwards they would ask the people who were in who who went through this psychic reading questions about it. And one of the questions was, "How many questions did the psychic ask you?" And they would be like, "Oh, well, um, it must have been like ten or 15. And they would be like, well, the psychic actually asked you 56 questions. Oh, wow. Um, And it was like, do you remember the first name that they gave you? And they were like, oh, yeah, the first name that they said was, you know, it was was Marilyn. It was that like, which is the same name as my mom. And they were like, actually, um, the first name they said was Edith. Yeah. And it's it's just like it, it's, you only it's, hear what you yeah, want to it's, hear. It's like I think they rely on confirmation bias a lot. Oh, yeah. They're like masters like that. of that, too. Yeah. You know. Like um, cold reading and stuff. Yeah. Like, and that's why like a lot of times it's to a big, a big group mm-hmm. where they'll be like, Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling an H. I'm feeling a strong H. Helen. Yeah. And they'll be like, <laughs> be like Helen. Yes. Helen. It was, ha- I'm feeling it. And then if nothing, they'll be like H H um, an H T an H T an H L um, H M. And they'll be like, Oh yeah. Uh, uh, uh Heather. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Stewart's in the audience. Oh, i think you listen to this podcast the someone knows something right you listen to season to one before yeah yeah so like there was the case of adrian McNaughton. McNaughton, like sure, the, yep. the young boy who mm-hmm. in canada was like 
he he went missing on like a lake mm-hmm. and it was interesting because a lot of the uh what they talked about was they, they didn't know where he went or what happened to him but mm-hmm. they the family got psychics to try and like figure out what happened right to him and they would all kind of say different things and but they were all so sure of their you know beliefs mm-hmm. it makes me believe at least that they you know at least are trying to help maybe I don't know. Okay, it probably depends on the person. I feel like we could do a whole episode on different psychics oh, yeah. throughout history and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm leaning more towards Jack on this one, yeah. where I think a lot of it is bogus. It's hocus pocus. Cool. But there's, de- I don't know. There's definitely some other cases that are a little more intriguing, mm. I think, that we'll definitely talk about at some point. Oh, but. yes. So... Is there anything else to your story, Jack? <laughs> um, no, there's no specific hauntings and stuff. It's just the uh, like the general um, like appeasement of the spirits that she mm. was trying to trying to go for. I wouldn't want to spend the night in that house. No, people say when they go and visit, they say that they can feel a chill down their spine when they walk through the doorway. Mm. But like, mm. what does that mean? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, maybe we'll get into that later. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, maybe. Brent, I don't know. are you are ready? ready? I don't know. Am I ready? Are you ready? No. Are you ready? For what's to come, which is the Stanley Hotel. <laughs> oh yes, and I—I don't know you. I don't know about you guys, but I've been there. Have yeah. you been to the Stanley in Colorado? Yeah. Where is it? Colorado, uh, in Denver. No, but. I thought the Stanley Hotel well, was in. You've been to a different one. I thought the the one from The Shining was in. Um, well, uh, it was in the White Mountains. That's- okay. Well, interesting fact. So we're talking about the Stanley Hotel, which. Um, in the movie slash book, The Shining, the Overlook Hotel is based on mm-hmm. largely, but in the movie, only the outside shots of the hotel are the actual Stanley Hotel. The inside of the hotel is a different place okay. altogether. So um, maybe you're thinking of that one, like yeah. the interior of the hotel, because that is different than like the exterior of the hotel. Right. I must be thinking of that one. Maybe. All I know is that like when whenever I go to the White Mountains. I'm like, when we drive by, my dad's like, that's the, that's the man, the, the hotel from The Shining. Yeah. So maybe he's talking about the interior. It's definitely not the exterior because the ah. one from that is in, uh, I believe Denver, specifically Denver, Colorado. So then I haven't been to that one, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, so S- Stephen King got a lot of his inspiration for his book, The Shining, after having stayed at the Stanley Hotel and, um, had some interesting encounters there. But first, let's rewind back to the just the whole history behind it because i found it interesting how many similarities there are between jack's story about the winchester house and the stanley hotel so it was um this guy freeland oscar stanley who was the inventor of the stanley steamer stanley steamer is your house cleaner is that was i did i do it wrong uh stanley steamer gets carpets cleaner Uh, yeah i don't know but anyway just like another guy who also invented like a very famous thing that we all know like mm-hmm. winchester rifles and now stanley steamer guy and uh, apparently he also invented something called dry plate photography i mean mm-hmm. i'm not a photographer so i don't know what that means but for all you f- photography heads out there you might know what that is so he was this um inventor slash entrepreneur man from 1903 um or in 1903 um he came down with tuberculosis also oh, no. what oh no so on medical advice from his doctors, they told him he should go out to Denver to breathe in that crisp, clean mountain air that might help heal his tuberculosis. Which we know now is probably not helpful because the air's thinner, right? Y- yeah, I mean, well, no, but it's it's about it's about pollution in the air. Oh, okay. right. It's about them PM two point five. Right. Yeah. Right. So you should know this. I should know this. So <laughs> I mean, 
all signs would suggest that that shouldn't really make a real difference other than maybe he would have more a more comfortable life mm. but as it turned out he actually did heal oh really yeah that which was is kind um, of interesting the wow. the the dude one of the people who like who who made uh yosemite uh in california what like like a national park was um he uh he had been prescribed to like go out and get fresh air in the west mm. um and he like came across yosemite and was like I need to protect this. My sister is going to be, when she listens to this, she's going to be like, Jackie, there's so much that you forgot about that story. But <laughs> Just a, like a dose of fresh air. Yeah. That's like an like, actual prescription. Like a prescription. So yeah. it worked for our old buddy uh, Freeland here, mm-hmm. Freeland Stanley. And so while he he kept got, kind of deciding to go back out to this place um, with his uh, wife every year, he's like, you know what? This would be a dank-ass place for a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1909, they decided to build the Stanley Hotel. And so... It had like a run of like decent success in mm. sort of like the you know turn of the century roaring twenties era, but after that, as we started to go into you know more recession times and war times, there was kind of this huge hotel and this big symbol of opulence and stuff, and people were kind of like fuck that noise. We don't want to <laughs> go to this like rich man's hotel. Yeah, and so it kind of fell out of favor for a long time mm. and kind of went into squalor for a bunch of years. <sighs> Did they think it was okay then? <laughs> it's not rich anymore, so. <laughs> so it wasn't basically until um, it went through like a bunch of ownership over the years. And then um, one Stephen King, as we all know, mm. decided to stay there at one point in the, uh, in the 70s when he was kind of heavily into drugs and say, dealing with alcoholism and cocaine and all that stuff. And while he was staying there, he stayed in this room, uh, room 217. I Which is? Was, I thought it was two seventy three. No, two seventeen. The famous room from The Shining. Aren't they different room numbers? Um, no, two seventeen. I believe is this, or maybe they changed it to two thirty seven in the movie. I, I think remember it's in, the, in I remember in the movie, whatever whatever hotel they filmed it at. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't actually stay in that room because it didn't exist. Ah, they made a sure. new. They made a new room number. Yeah, um, in the movie, it's two thirty seven. Which I guess is in a real room. Yeah, but two seventeen is the room that Stephen King <gasps> stayed at, and the, what was referenced as in the book. And his experiences there are kind of what inspired him to write the book. Ooh. So, all of his, basically he. What's up? I was gonna say all of his drug illusions. Yeah, probably <laughs> that'd probably be the better explanation for what happened here. But he's as when he was staying here, he's what he described having these like intense, horrible nightmares about like his son being chased through the hotel and attacked by these like different like spirits or different like objects and stuff. Like one of them was like a fire hose that was like chasing him and stuff. And so the idea of just like his son being like chased through this, like a weird old hotel kind of maze of hallways. Yeah. It's kind of like what was the basis for the shining, but that's not the only haunting experience people have had through this building. And the room two seventeen has had an, had an interesting history too, which is what kind of, these people to think that it might be haunted. So let's rewind back to uh, 1911, where an explosion happened in room 217 that uh, sent uh, this chambermaid, Elizabeth Wilson, through the floor. What? And broke both her ankles. And so she didn't die, which I found was an interesting aspect of the story. But people claim ever since then that you can sort of like feel her presence in the room or around the room. Like you can hear her, like I think she could shuffle her own presence. Around. Yeah. Wait, she even though she's not, you think, yeah, you think she ever goes back and is like, what guys, like, it, I can feel my presence here. Yeah. yeah so I, I thought that one was kind of weird to me. I was like, right, it must've huh. been after she died. Right. That they would say that. 
Right, yeah. So they people say, you know, you get to hear her kind of like shuffle things things around in the room or like That's so tugging on the bed sheets when, at night when you're trying to sleep, like she's trying to make the bed or something. Kind of weird. So I, I don't know yeah, about that one. But there, there's some other interesting stories about the Stanley also. Um, so uh, let's see. So what's his face there? Freeland Stanley, his wife, Flora Stanley, supposedly can be seen in the ballroom. So mm. this... If you remember in The Shining, there was like a lot of like just sort of swanky ballrooms and stuff. Yeah. So there's this room where there's a piano prominently featured, and people claim that in the night you can hear her playing the piano, and that some people have also claimed to see a woman dressed in kind of like period clothing sitting at the piano in the ballroom. And so they, from what we people think, they think that might be Flora Stanley based on like pictures and stuff from the era. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Then we have two other rooms that are famously haunted, supposedly. So we got room 418, which is supposedly haunted by some ghost children, which to me is like the worst kind of ghost you can get. <laughs> yeah, you don't want ghost children. <laughs> the worst kind of ghost. Listen, <laughs> old lady ghosts, middle-aged ghosts, well, fine. Okay. Yeah, well, they creepy, don't sing fine. creepy little ghost songs. Ghost songs. Boo-ba, like- <laughs> Oh, I was doing the booba thing. Oh, booba like the yeah. kids show. Booba, <laughs> I mean, you guys aren't far off. So people <laughs> who stay in room four eighteen claim they can hear children laughing and playing in the room and in the hallways, <laughs> particularly late at night. So like they'll hear like the laughing and playing in the hallway and then go and check and nothing's there. That's scary. And then also sometimes in the room they can hear children kind of like really romping around. Ugh, I, I hate like it. I do not children, like it. I don't know why. Like it's like. It's such a cliche at this point, but like, god dang, children things, like, creepy, scary, really scary. I think it's because it's like the saddest kind of ghost. Like, you don't want to see children It must be dead. Well, it must be because, like, I, 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 here's, 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 here's my quick theory on fear. Mm. Um, fear is obviously, like, in a, in an emotion we feel based on unknowns. Like, you, because if you know exactly what something is, then you don't fear it. So... I think it's the fact that like, you know, that like it's the juxtaposition of like, of, of like the innocence and like glee of a child combined with like the darkness and unknowing. Yeah. Like if you were, if you were in a park, right. And you heard children laughing, you'd be like, Oh, what a beautiful day. If you were in a dark alley and you heard children laughing, you'd be like, I'm shitting my pants. (laughs) And if you were in a park after dark looking for children, then you're a creep. Get out of there. Creep. Stop Stop listening to this podcast. Turn yourself. I'll welcome here. (laughs) But anyway, Um, please continue. Brent. Okay. And so I go and then one last main haunting area of the hotel is also on the fourth floor room 407 i say this one for last because this is the one that creeps me out the most um so people who stay in this room claim that's you know you can sometimes the lights will just turn on and off on their own which isn't that creepy I mean, maybe it's a bad wiring or something but the thing that creeped me out is people also will claim to see the face of a figure outside their window Ugh. at night Ugh. that's giving me on chills. the fourth floor so just like a disembodied face in the window of your fourth floor uh, hotel room. Fucks me up, you, man. That's wait, so really, like right outside the window? Yeah, just like against the window, just looking in at you okay. as you're sleeping. I don't like that. That's creepy. Okay, so here's the thing. Don't like it. Here's my immediate thought. Okay. If multiple people have reported this. Yes. 
then they're obviously seeing something. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, Bobby, you can you cannot be scared. Right now, Bobby is like chattering his teeth yeah. and he's like curled he's up like, he's like into the arms of Zach Tatakis, who's just in the background of the room. Oh, yeah, right shouts now. out to Zach, who's editing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little edit gremlin. Um, <laughs> yes, I am scared, but so proceed. What my theory is, is that it's got to be like, it's got to be either a shadow or like moonlight reflecting off of something onto the window or like maybe there's a tree or something nearby that is causing a very specific shadow shadow shape. Mm. And as we know about humans, our peripheral visions tend to uh, recognize things as human faces. Yeah, not mm. even our peripheral. Our vision is is, yeah. is meant to... Yeah, we, we're always seeking patterns and things. Yeah, and, patterns But and even so, have you ever been like at home and you just like look out like whatever glass you have at home? Like I have a glass door. You know, sometimes I'm looking through the, gr- the glass. Don't know how much I, time has passed. It's, God, it just feels like forever. Nothing ever told me that forever feels like home but anyway in alone inside your head (laughs) and it's the star sorry (laughs) anyway so basically like the other day i was at home and i was just like you know chopping some veggies making some dinner oh that sounds nice yeah i was home alone were you you making a nice ratatouille making some ratatouille (laughs) i I don't think i was but i i'm always making baking were you baking a pie i think i was making some kind of apple pie oh were you actually yeah i think i was that's that time of year and so i'm like looking out the window and i don't know what it was. It was just some kind of weird reflection. But I thought that I saw a face pressed against the, the like glass on my my door. Oh, that's scary. And I was like, ha. It's either scary or hilarious. Imagine like the nose all scrunched <laughs> up. <the door. laughs> like, hey, let me in. Well, it freaked me out. It's like, <laughs> it's just like the, the part of really pasty. <laughs> How do you open this door? I really want some apple pie. But anyways, it freaked the shit out of me. Yeah, I and uh, then I realized it was nothing. And uh, yeah, also my mom has this like scarecrow decoration that she loves to put at my front door. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the wind will like blow it around, and uh. it'll like be looking in the window, and it's got the creepiest little face. Oh, I hate it, <laughs> dude. That's um, absolutely hate it. That's like the memes that you see where it's like your chair at two a.m. It's like your chair, your chair at twelve p.m. And, yeah. and it's like a pile of clothes, and it's your chair at two a.m. And it's, it's like, like a it's, it's like a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Or like my sleep paralysis demon, which is Ugh. probably another. Oh, don't even talk about sleep paralysis of, of, of ghosts. If we we talk about what? sleep paralysis, we can talk about the uh, haunting of Hill House. Oh, is sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should watch that show. Yeah, it's but, on Netflix. Yeah, maybe we'll do a bonus app on that at some point. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe a mini bug on the haunting. Yeah, the Hill but House. yeah, so you know. A lot. There's also like if you Google the Stanley the Stanley Hotel or go onto YouTube, uh, there's a bunch of videos and stuff of people claiming to have evidence. Look at this. Look at this picture where you can clearly see an apparition. If in you the look into the background, we have hard evidence of an apparition. Thank what you, Zach Bagans. What is that? That's my ghost endeavors, Zach Bagans. Is that voice? <laughs> Yeah, if you wanna if you're if you wanna watch me investigate ghosts, I have a YouTube channel called Ghost Endeavors. It's a spoof <laughs> on Ghost Adventures. Yeah, but Go anyway, so I you know you can find different pictures and stuff. I'm being honest, I didn't find any of them particularly convincing. I'll yeah. find some of Most them. Most of them look uh, like they're a photoshopped or like weird sort of like 
like delayed shutter speed shit where it's like look at this blur through the bag and this looks like like some little kid like yeah. i swear it's like i could see like a little like candy bracelet on someone's like wrist <laughs> or something but this is just like a fucking child walking yeah. through the frame we'll like put, this is we'll not put, a ghost. we'll put uh, i'll find some of these and put them on patreon too yeah you, yeah, you go definitely. to google you, they're everywhere but yeah. yeah that's crazy so i mean that's kind of the story of the stanley hotel really i mean i don't think there's as much meat on the bones there as i think you know you would or you, you would, would think there would be for, based on how much media surrounds yeah. this place as being this real spook em up kind of place real spook em <laughs> up, spook em up. <laughs> yeah i mean but i found that it was definitely interesting the history is kind of to me more interesting than yeah. the actual like potential hauntings themselves yeah, right so. i, I kind of found the same thing with my story mm. uh what is that story what? robert <laughs> great pull, segue. pull up some pictures Bra- uh Brent, sorry jack pull up some Jack's. pictures some bronze maybe bronze what do you want me to you just eastern state penitentiary eastern state penitentiary. So, so eastern state penitentiary is a place uh i've driven by it it's in mm. philadelphia okay and oh my god like this place Ooh. is, it has a really interesting history. Spooky, spooky. So basically, the Eastern State Penitentiary was designed by John Haviland and opened in October 25th of 1829. Eastern State is considered to be the world's first penitentiary. Eastern State's revolutionary system of incarceration, dubbed the Pennsylvania system or separate system, encouraged. Separate confinement as a form of rehabilitation. As its competition, the building was sorry. Fuck, I suck at reading. What? Why do I? Even you do were actually guess? doing really. No, I read the wrong word. <laughs> okay. At its completion, the building was the largest and most expensive public structure ever erected in the United States. Why does it look like a castle? Is that it? Yeah, it that's like, it. Looks like a castle. It looks like a castle, and it's interesting. It's actually, uh, if you look up Eastern State Penitentiary from above. It's designed like like a wheel, like everything goes to the center where I believe the uh, the what do you call a person who's in charge of a the warden, the warden would, would be and everything kind of goes into the center. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, it's like a wheel. It's got like some spokes that lead out to the outside. So at the time of its completion, it was like this massively like uh, new technology. It had plumbing. Okay. It had lights it had it had all these things like flushing toilets before the White House even had had like oh that's wild yeah it was basically a lot of money was put into this place and uh, the prison was designed to force inmates to practice penance so hence penitentiary yes exactly so obviously it's a, a person who repents their sins or mm-hmm. wrongdoings and seeks forgiveness from God it, it, so they were kept in their cells with only a Bible to keep them occupied are you kidding me. I'd no, I would probably not do anything to the Bible because I respect all religions, but <laughs> um, origami would be fun, maybe. No, but like these people, these prisoners were like <laughs> kept in solitude, and the whole idea was like they were trying to rehabilitate, like rehabilitation them through the Lord, through the Lord, Look at, giving them only one way out. Is what we know helps all people with their mental health is pure isolation. Yeah. There's nothing better. Oh, and it gets worse. So basically like, <laughs> so, so Our new catchphrase, this is why I, it, oh, wait, gets, it worse. gets worse. I, I feel like the, um, the more interesting part of this whole story is, is the way that these prisoners were treated and they were treated very poorly. So wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be serious. Nope. It, I know. A Shocker. penitentiary treating their prisoners poorly? What? So they had different tor- <laughs> torture methods 
for the uh, for the prisoners, and I'm going to read a few of them. Okay, and they're they're pretty fucked. So one of the most famous ones here is called the Mad Chair. So the Mad Chair was where inmates were strapped to a chair so they could not make any movement. Their like arms would be strapped down to the sides, and they would be left there for days with no food, and only got out when the circulation of their body almost stopped. And it was called the Mad Chair because those who were put in it nearly went insane. And a lot of people did go insane. Imagine being strapped to a chair. For days on for end. For days on end. Without being able to move. That's the Mad Chair. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely put this picture in because the room is very creepy. So the next one was called the Hole, which I'm sure you've heard yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, that's a term now. It's kind of ubiquitous in all like yeah. jail-themed media. Take them to the Hole. Yeah. So this was a hole in the ground, literally, where inmates who broke the rules would spend weeks with no light, very little air, and basically, they would only get bread and water, which would often be eaten by rats and roaches if they didn't get to it fast enough. Yikes. If they could see it. So, yeah, that that was a pretty... It's interesting that's actually a hole, because now we think of that sort of as solitary confinement yeah. or whatever. It's called the hole or whatever. Yeah, at but the time, it was literally a hole. It was hole. literally a hole. Think like Jesse Pinkman, like... Mm-hmm. Like living... Living in squalor. At least, then, at least he had some light. Right. He could see what time of day it was. Yeah. They had no yeah, idea. Honestly, Jesse Pinkman had, Pinkman had it made. He had it pretty good, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he's complaining. <laughs> isn't it, this whole movie isn't him just apologizing to us for being such a little bitch about it? I'm going to be bitch. so mad. Now, believe it or not, <laughs> the hole was actually the preferred torture method. Really? Yes. <clears throat> so the next one. Well, I'm glad they had a preferred them, I method. Much rather, I would much rather be in a dark room than be strapped to a chair. Oh, so this is the next one. This one was pretty screwed up. So it's called the water bath. Oh, fuck that. So basically they would take an inmate and they would dunk them into a bath of cold water and then hang them from a wall all night outside. So during the winter, obviously this was a problem. They, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hypothermia, my yeah, boy. They would, they would strap them to the wall and like with only their underwear on mm-hmm. and prisoners would like would be left outside overnight. And in the morning they would have like just a l- – complete layer of ice on their skin so that one was not good did they survive that feels like you would die yeah this one was kind of rare but yeah in the winter like basically they would die like in the winter so basically just we're murdering prisoners yeah that's cool i mean a lot of people died a lot of people died either from going too far with torture or uh suicide you know many different deaths occurred in this prison which was you know supposedly state of well, the art at least they held the guilty parties accountable right these these bad prison guards and stuff i'm sure they all oh absolutely were no they actions. were obviously not held accountable uh, at all sorry to burst, uh, burst your bubble brent so this is the worst <laughs> uh this is the worst and most deadly one that they would they would do and this one is really uh viewer discretion advised this yeah. one's not good Trigger warnings this one's horrible so basically if you talked um too much an iron so like one of the rules was like you couldn't talk i'd be fucked yeah yeah oh yeah it was pretty bad so if you talk too much basically an iron collar was clamped to your tongue and chained to your wrists which themselves were strapped high behind your back like behind your back any movement caused tearing of the tongue dude fuck that i know and so many inmates died of just blood loss because they would they could you you had to like keep your arms up and if you did if you didn't it would tear your tongue and, and you would bleed. So yeah, that, that concludes the torture. I'm sure there were many other forms of torture Ugh. that we don't know about. 
Um, I mean, frankly, just the whole setting in general is torture. I mean, yeah. everyone living in solitary confinement is fucked as it is. But oh, I know. And, and shit. the prison was designed for like to hold like 250 people. But obviously, as time went on, they would make shift cells and throw multiple people into one cell. And yeah, it, it was pretty bad. It ended up holding over 70,000 people okay. within that place. Not not at the same time. OK, but over the course over of it, the course of it's that's so many. Yeah, mm. it's a lot of people. And so this is actually known as one of the most haunted places in the country. So let's let's take a look at some of the. Some of the some of the events haunting. Hey, events. Hit me with those hauntings. So obviously, many people believe that the Eastern State Penitentiary is haunted. As early as the 1940s, officers and prisoners reported mysterious visions and eerie experiences in the ancient prison. The prison, which closed in 1971, which is like fairly recent, weirdly, is considered by several sources to be one of the most haunted places in America. It's been featured on the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, shout out to Zach Bagans, uh, and Most Haunted Live, and Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters. Uh, Dozens of paranormal researchers visit every year and report that it's the hub of otherworldly activity. Perhaps most convincingly, there are the stories of eerie eerie experiences by visitors, staff, guards, and inmates that have corroborated each other's since 1940. Uh, Al Capone was one of the inmates there. Really? Yes, for he a brief ra- period of time. He had rot brain, though. He did. I guess he he would like see people. He had big old mind rot. Um. So cell block twelve is known for echoing voices and cackling. Cell block six for shadowy figures darting along the walls. Cell block four <laughs> for visions of ghostly faces. <laughs> what? It's just this is just so like <clears throat> for shadowy figures. Go to cell block four <laughs> for cackling voices. Yeah, directory. Go to yeah, cell go block there. one. Yeah, and it's like literally. What's creepy about it is that like you could literally just like go stand in the middle and like turn in any direction and just go to a different part of it. Like it's just like that wheel. Yeah, the wheel. That's really weird. So cell block four for visions of ghostly faces. Many people have reported seeing silhouette of a guard on one of the towers, which is really creepy. <laughs> You, the viewers, the listeners at home can't see this, but every once in a while, Zach Tiktakis will turn around and do like a little mime joke to us. <laughs> Page turning, like trying to be me. Well, no, he was, he was looking at the map. Like, oh, the I see, joke. I see. Gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. But, <laughs> uh, so there's also, you know, sounds of footsteps, whales, whispers, same stories over and over again. How do they fit a whole whale in there? Hey-o! Oh, we were all thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the most legendary tales, and this is like one of the big ones I could find, was from is Gary Fox Johnson. Tale. Fox Tale. Nine Tales. <laughs> Nine Tales Fox? Nine Tales. Oh, a pretty legendary tale. Fox Tale. Oh, Naruto. What is Fox Tale? Oh, just a fox's tale. They're oh. pretty legendary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. One of my favorite movies of all time. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. Stop uh, motion, right? Yeah. Well, Wes Anderson. Honestly, another underrated tale, Squirrel. Squirrel tail. Shut, shut up, Brent. What are you? <laughs> you know what's another rated tale? Kid Goku's tail. Ooh, there you go. Like the actual story. Same. Underrated. Mm. But anyway, so Gary Johnson uh, was a locksmith who helped to maintain the crumbling old locks in the prison. In the early 1990s, he had just opened an old lock in cell block four when he says a force gripped him so tightly that he was unable to move. He described a negative, horrible energy that exploded out of the cell. 
He said, exploded. He said, tormented faces appeared on the cell walls and that one form in particular beckoned to him. Yeah, that happens when I talk to my wife, too. So, uh, <laughs> oh my God, Jack. Waka, waka, waka. I'm just zinging on my way. So one of the tour guides, Ben Bookman, says it's a lot harder to find a believer than it is to find a skeptic here. We at Eastern State do not claim that the prison is haunted. We run a haunted attraction. So he, he actually works there, and a lot of those staff don't believe. And so they, they don't try to exploit the prison's dark image. Most people making the TV shows come in looking for ghosts. So that's not the story we tell. Inmates were real people. There were real people's lives. 70,000 people spent time here. We're not going to glorify it, and we're not going to make fun of it. So that was Ben, ben Bookman. That's mm. good. So, yeah, the staff, they try not to focus on the ghostly parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but something interesting that I, I was looking through different stories of of this place and something interesting that I found is that uh, there are people who are extreme skeptics who have worked there mm-hmm. who have come across like seeing ghosts or hearing something and they don't believe their eyes because they, you know, they've never believed their whole life. And so those are the people I trust more than like the ghost adventure yeah, people. The people who go looking for ghosts are obvious. And you hear like, ding, ding. Oh my God, dude. Whoa. I knew someone. Sister prison cell. I knew someone who um, either met or dated someone from one of those ghost shows. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have. That's all the information I have on that story. Unfortunately. That was me. I, I actually dated Zach Bagans for a while. Is that oh, his fun. name? Yeah. Is that his real name? What, yeah, was, that, what was your name? Zach, Zach Bagans. Bagans. You just took his I name. just took his name. <laughs> you know, fun story. Fun, fun little tidbit. I actually ran into Zach Bagans. No, his friend, Nick Groff, Bagans? who was like the co runner of the show. He's on the show too. Mm-hmm. I ran into him at guitar center once and you were like, and he was looking for microphones <laughs> for the show. That's really so funny. I overheard him say, Oh, I work on the travel channel and I looked and I was like, Oh my God, maybe it is ghost adventures. Cause aren't, the, aren't they Groff. all from, aren't they all from around here? Yes, they are. Yeah. So it must've been someone from ghost adventures. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe someone met Zach Bagans and was like, he, they, maybe. they, I don't know. Maybe it was me. Maybe, maybe, it was you. Maybe, 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 maybe that is the story I'm thinking <laughs> of. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but anyway, anywho, Hemingway. Yeah, so that's the story. Uh, that's the story of uh, of the Eastern State Penitentiary. You can go there. You can take a tour. Penitent- you can hear like some like I don't know. There's a uh, creepy prisoner interviews from like the 60s and 70s, and uh, it's it is a creepy looking place. Yeah. Um, and I I tell you one thing. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, okay. but if you told me to spend a night in one of those places, I would be freaked out. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be freaked the fuck out. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I could do it. It's, it's creepy. I could could you? It. Could we do a brain boggled night in terror? Brain boggled on the go. We're going to the mammoth caves. Mm. Then we're going to, we're going to hit up the, we're going to stay in this place. They're going to stay at the penitentiary. We're gonna go to the North Pole, like I'm, like make <laughs> it happen, people. We are finding the hole. There's in a the light hole. flickering in the other room, and it's really freaking me out. Fun. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. We'll get over it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it's getting real spooky in here, everybody. It is. Ghost stories make things spookier. Yes. Now, before we move on to like the the explanations, yeah. I just want to ask you guys: mm-hmm. Do you have any like personal ghost stories? I. This is always an interesting topic for me. Okay. So 
I, as you guys know, but as the viewers at home, listeners at home might not know, um, I live right next to a graveyard. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and I have never thought about it before. Mm. Um, like, it's always just been there. And maybe that's why I don't believe in hauntings, because I have never had any experiences with ghosts ever. And I've, I would, although I shouldn't, I wasn't really supposed to, I would go and play in the graveyard. Um, I, at night? <clears throat> Not at night. I've been in there at night, but then like nothing happened. We used to we used to swear that we could see orange glowing eyes in the graveyard on Halloween, but like obviously <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then there was one time where I feel like if a ghost was ever to haunt me, it would be this time where I it was a family reunion at my at my house, and me and some of the other younger cousins were playing in the graveyard. And um, as you do, and I mean, if you have a graveyard, you must play in it. <laughs> well, because like to me, it wasn't like I didn't know I I didn't fully understand what it was. Yeah, and so I would just like it was just another part of like my outside world that I could go to. Yeah, and there was also the best cle- trees to climb in in there. Mm. They had the best climbing tree that was best, around. Best nutrients <clears throat> coming from the the roots. From, from the I'm dead sorry, bodies, I guess, but um. So we had played that and then we had been like, guys, get out of there. And then I wanted to go back and play in there. And they were like, no. And I was like, fine, I'll just go play in the graveyard alone. (laughs) And so I was like touching the headstones Mm -hmm. and I found that one of them was wobbly. And being a little kid, I'm like shaking it back and forth. Oh, God. I'm wobbling it. And I'm like, this thing's horrible. I'm just wobbling the headstone. And I'm like, oh, this is really fun. And the headstone falls over and pins me. It, it's it, I'm like a little kid. I'm like, is five. this like a super old headstone? I can't remember, mm-hmm. but it, it's probably still there, but it falls over and my leg it's, it's like on top of my leg and I'm like trying to, I'm like crying. I'm yelling. I'm trying to lift the headstone. Were you like legitimately stuck? I was legitimately stuck because I couldn't pick. I, I wasn't strong enough to lift up the headstone. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, and I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die in a graveyard. I'm going to die here. They're just going to, I'm don't even have to move me. I'm just going to die and be buried right here. All of a sudden you look up and like people are just shoveling dirt on you. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> thought that that was going to happen. And a funny thing is, is as someone was leaving the reunion, they had to run over a bike at the, like the exact time that I started yelling. So that person thought they had ran over a child. So they were freaking out. And then like everyone at the party was like, it was like, what's all this commotion going on? And so then they thought it was just that. And then they were like, where's that yelling coming from? And eventually they found me. And then they picked up the headstone and were like, don't play in the graveyard. That sounds spooky. Dude. Um, And so like I, my leg wasn't broken or anything. More um, stories. Don't desecrate a headstone, or else you might get pinned under it. And yeah, die. you might get pinned under. <laughs> Honestly, like that was the ghost. Maybe he was mad. Maybe he pushed he, it over. Maybe the ghost was mad, but I don't know. I'm not haunted, or maybe I'm haunted, and I've you been are. haunted my whole life. Mm. And the ghost is just a chill oh, guy. That sounds mm. like if you did believe in ghosts, that sounds like a ghost story. Yeah, but I don't believe in ghosts. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost. Um, I I remember like weird things from when I was a kid. Um, like, like me and my friends, it was probably just like a weird fake memory at this point, but like me and, you know, Ben were like down in the basement of my friend's house and, and she had a piano and I swear to God, we were like goofing about ghosts and it started playing itself. Was it a keyboard? It was or? a keyboard. Okay. So I don't know how it started playing itself, but it was like, the little Casio hit you with a little samba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was like the classic Casio like song. It was like, uh, uh. 
Remember those? It's so bah. stupid. Like old samples. Like you're so, and the ones that would the one, yeah, the ones that would be like. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> oh uh, or the God. applause one. <laughs> oh Sorry, but anyway, uh, that was like one <laughs> little thing. Oh my yeah. God. But there was another thing where. So obviously we filmed that show that I was telling you guys about Ghost, Ghost Endeavors, Endeavors. Yes. and uh, and yeah, it's it's a goofy little thing that we do. But one time we were like just walking around. Um, we were gonna film one, and there's this mental hospital in the town that I grew up in, mm-hmm. and there's Those actually New England mental hospitals, man. Well, it's crazy because they're actually filming a Stephen King show oh, there. Currently, no? yeah, well, I think we did. Um, but we kind of talked about it. There's a there's a woods, um, like there's, right there's a woods. there's a woods there's a woods oh, like wow. right next to it, which actually like my great 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 uncle. Oh, you told us about this. Planted all the trees there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the state hospital, they they have a lot of they have a lot of uh, what do you call it? Not, I don't want to say inmates. Mm-hmm. Um. Patients. Yeah, they have, patients, a, lot, they have yeah. a lot of patients mm-hmm. who have died there and it's been there for like a couple centuries. Mm. And so when the patients would, would die, a lot of them didn't have families. So they would just kind of like bury them in the woods in this forest. And so there's like all these bodies just buried there unmarked. And, and we were walking through the woods and we like heard a noise. And it just freaked me out. And I went, I ran, me and my brother and friends, we just ran out of there. Um, but they're actually doing a new project where they're trying to like mark, loosely mark the names of the people who are buried mm-hmm. there by like going back and yeah. finding the transcripts and stuff. Uh, but it's a creepy place. It's like old Victorian, looks like Arkham Asylum and everything's oh, wow. run down. It's still a mental hospital today. There were rumors when I was a kid that like they used to like kill babies there. Like babies would die and they would like chop them up. It, it, it was probably just a rumor. They become lumberkins, you know. Yeah, and there's also like shout out to the Witcher. There's like also like <laughs> underground like catacombs and stuff there that I would. Uh, it's always like kind of like would love to like explore them, but gotta have a catacombs in yeah. your mental hospital. Yeah, you just simply must. Who knows what's down there? But yeah, so that's kind of a personal place that I always kind of associate with hauntings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really believe in ghosts. Anyway. Yeah. So Brent. my story, yeah, my haunting stories? story. So here's my haunting story. So at the house I grew up in, <clears throat> and no, I actually don't have any. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it, friend. I was <sighs> debating in my head how long to string you guys along before I told you I don't. No, we, I, are, we are at about an hour right yeah, now. Yeah, so I don't have any actual haunting stories. I have never experienced anything supernatural or anything like that. And I'm personally not a believer in the ghosties. You're not a believer. No, I, I I think maybe this is a time, good time to segue into some potential explanations yeah, for the ghosties. Probably good. I mean, we've already yeah, I think we've already established like because last the last uh, last uh, last week we talked about the afterlife, yeah. and so right. like I mean, I want to believe in ghosts, right? So <laughs> I mean, I have some potential explanations here, both scientific and you know maybe otherwise. Ooh. So let's dive into those. First, we'll start off with some sciencey ones and get those out of the get those out of the way. Science, science. So one of the first potential explanations is electromagnetic fields. Oh. So there's this one particular researcher from Canada, uh, Michael Persinger. Uh, he 
he uh, has been doing research on um, weak magnetic fields for a long time and how they affect the the human brain. And so he's been doing experiments where um, they use this thing called the God helmet, which basically they put it. The reason why they call it this is they put it on you know, the subject's head and it kind of like broadcasts like these weak uh, magnetic fields over the head. And uh, they say, and from what they've recorded, people who wear this God helmet for 15 to 30 minutes start to describe having a feeling of perceiving an invisible presence in the room with them. Ooh. Like oh, something designed to like make the feeling of a ghost. Right. So basically what he, what he proposes is that when people are experiencing these sort of like where the people think they feel presence in the room with them or these sort of experiences that could be attributed to being ghosts, what people are really experiencing are just like weird, weak magnetic fields that are interacting with specifically the temporal lobes of your brain that cause you to have the sensation of like something is in the room with you, but you can't see it. You just feel this oh, weird presence. Yeah. And so that could be a potential explanation for what that sensation is. So th- I thought that was kind of an interesting theory. I mean, some people, you know, rebut his theory, but I mean, I think it's still kind of an interesting take on yeah. what we could be experiencing. Kind of in lines with like EVP detectors and stuff too, right? Sure. Yeah. Cause um, a lot of places that do are said to be haunted have been recorded as having like weird magnetic field yeah. sort of de- detected in the vicinity or whatever yeah. of these places. So another potential explanation is something called infrasound. Oh, I've uh, heard of this. Yeah, I think I feel like we talked about this for the Dyatlov incident episode as a oh, potential we, explanation. We, we did, yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, we did. So, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. So infrasound are basically frequencies that are too low for humans to actually physically hear, but you can still feel it. So this can cause people to have physiological discomfort. Can cause you know. Basically, induce panic after a certain point in time. They uh, use infrasound in sound design for horror movies. Right. Oh. Yeah, so some people oh. think that there was like one, and so I didn't write it down specifically just to kind of keep it brief, but there, there was a, it, I, I, I have a link here, we'll post it in the show notes and stuff to this website that talks about all these different explanations, but um, there was this one case where there was pe- people kept complaining about having these like sort of like haunting like, uh, things happening and people describing just like staying at this place where they just like felt you know really uneasy like something yeah. there was like an evil force in there and it turned out that like this room had like some fan that was giving off like a you know a sound that was in this frequency range and as soon as they got rid of it people stopped That's having this so funny yeah so this is a, another really kind of interesting this also explains a, like i've heard this as an explanation for different like um mass hysteria cases like the one that happened down in uh, cuba the havana uh yep di- uh pol- not politicians but uh diplomats and stuff yeah. who were staying oh, there the u.s yeah. diplomats who all thought they were being attacked by supersonic weapons and stuff yeah. and i heard one of the potential explanations was they have like a different type of like cricket down there that makes like a really odd sound that like really <laughs> i guess like over time like really fucked with people wait yeah. that's so funny so that that was like one of the potential explanations for like why that whole situation happened imagine thinking you're haunted because of a goddamn little bug yeah yeah and then some other ones that also are pretty familiar to us now if i've been doing the pod for a while is mold mold is it mold d- is like mold and funguses it's always dude like always an old decrepit places mm-hmm. we've hmm. we've like replaced it always goes back to parallel universes with it always comes <laughs> back, back to, to mold. mold yeah yeah 
So, Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, so I didn't even write anything for that one because I mean, it's just that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. You know, mold. Another one, carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, again, your classic. Your classics. But um, and then um, well, another one, just suggestion, just the idea yeah. of like some going into the place thinking it's haunted. Yeah. You know, the power suggestion is that's a pretty power, pretty powerful thing. It's fucking powerful, boys. I think that if you go into a place where, you know, like. It's supposedly haunted. You're going to be on edge. You're going to be waiting, looking for things, yeah. you know? And so, like, as we talked about earlier in the episode, humans who we, we tend to look for human faces. I mean, the man on the moon, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the old man on the mountain. We oh. always see faces and things. Rest in peace, old man. Yeah, the that's mm-hmm. unfortunately not around anymore. Painting, and by I do, I meant. I went to the old man in the mountain as a young boy. Yeah. I did really? too. Yeah. I did you see yourself mountain. in it? <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was actually uh, designed after me. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And by that, I mean God designed it around me. Okay. <laughs> so you designed it yourself. Oh hey, nice. But meet me. So basically, like, yeah, we see faces and things. Yeah. And, and there's, uh, you know, a lot of haunting stories are told at night yeah. when our vision isn't quite as good. And so, you know, we tend to see things in the dark. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no hauntings during the day. Um, and, and also... Nighttime is scary for humans in general, just naturally, because we're, we, yeah. you know, back in prehistoric times where we had to Dude. kind of like be on edge at night to look for lions and tigers I've said and this so many bears. Times. Oh my. Oh my. I'm a huge advocate for being afraid of the dark. Like, makes every, sense. Like you should everyone, be afraid like, of the dark. Yeah, you should be afraid of the dark because being afraid of the dark isn't like. It's not a weenie baby thing. It's a primal human fear. It's a yeah. it's it's human nature. It is because you can't see what's in the dark. And like people walk off cliffs in the dark. Like one dude. of my one of my biggest fears. I like I I would consider myself to be afraid of the dark. Um, and one of my biggest fears is like being in the woods at night. Which is funny because I am an avid camper or was. I haven't camped in a while, but um, I used to camp all the time, and I. Ooh, I'm I'm terrified. Like I'd mm-hmm. be so scared to like leave my tent. Um, but like, that didn't stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having to take a pee when you're like camping. I was always so scared of bears popping out of nowhere. I wasn't afraid of bears. I was afraid of dudes. I have this irrational fear. Dudes, speaking of speaking of the dark, <laughs> you're peeing and then you look up and someone's like right there in someone's front like, of you, also peeing. Someone's like, "Sup, bro?" <laughs> um, yeah, this is awkward. Well, that, like, because when people are afraid of like, "Oh, I'm afraid of being alone in the dark," you're not afraid of being alone in the dark. You're afraid of not being alone in the dark. Because mm, yeah. if you were, if you knew you were alone, you wouldn't be afraid. Um, but to go along with that is, I have this irrational fear that is kind of still here, but. Um, so the way that my kitchen has a window that leads to my backyard and then you can, I have a big, big open yard and then like woods behind, uh, like behind my dad has a workshop and then behind that is just woods, but there's like a pathway where it's like directly, like if you were to draw a line from the kitchen window over the sink, you could go right into the woods. It like it, it perfectly fits in the gap between the, you know, like my shed and my dad's workshop. And I have this fear where every time I come up from downstairs to like get a glass of water or like put a bowl in the sink that there's like a sniper in the woods who's going to shoot me through the window. Um, and I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But no, yeah. it's a legitimate fear. I, don't know. I always get creeped it's not, out. By, it's not legitimate. I always get creeped out by snipers. It's incredibly, it's incredibly irrational. So I got a couple more. And now these are going to now head into some more like supernatural explanations. Uh. So one is called 
residual or impressions from the past. Mm. Fake. Yeah, so so this one is basically the idea that, you know, as beings living in the world, we have possess energy within, within us. We are energy, if you will. And so when we experience things like high emotions or uh, traumas and stuff, we leave energy behind, mm-hmm. causing these sort of residuals that hauntings aren't actually like spirits of spirits, spirits, spirits of people, you know, who have died or whatever, but more just like imp- residual pre- you know, impressions of these people from their lives and yeah. moments of heightened emotion or trauma or whatever. And that's what you're seeing. You're not actually seeing like a spirit or an actual like soul of something or anything. What you're seeing is just this like weird feedback loop of like residual energy that's well, like, you know, trapped I mean, in this place it's a real thing when you walk into a room and you can just like feel an awkward energy mm-hmm. you know we're social creatures it's yeah. like oh the energy in the room right now is kind of awkward why yeah. is that you don't really know it's kind of like a sixth sense mm-hmm. so i mean like i don't necessarily believe that myself but i it's not a terrible explanation yeah i mean i i, I like it better than like their actual like it's actually like you know grandma's stuck here yeah. or whatever right. but you know but I, th- I think it's interesting. I don't know yes. how much real science there is to back that one up. But time, but guys, time to get to the real nuts and bolts of it. Okay. It's a goddamn episode of Brain Boggle. We need interdimensional <laughs> beings. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Finally, so, we brought it back to interdimensional travel. Yes. So I was sick of the mold motif. <laughs> so again, this is mention. sort of like another Mandela-y sort of explanation where when the multiverse crosses over one over the other, we start getting sort of like pieces of that you know reality crossing over into mm. our world so when we experience ghosts we're <gasps> actually experiencing beings from this other dimension crossing over into our world for a brief moment before the the universes separate once again i would almost believe that more than 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 like a, a, a remnant of a spirit being left well mm. let's go back to like brent's brent's example of yeah. the house from the the, the hotel mm-hmm. uh the stanley hotel you yeah. know the woman walking around sitting around by the piano mm-hmm. maybe it's like a weird time skip that yeah, you maybe, can like see yeah, back in time yeah, maybe it's like or or it's the same time and it's just layers uh, on top of each other that have <gasps> maybe, maybe we're seeing into a maybe different time is just a fly circle oh right. is this matthew mcconaughey yeah. in interstellar uh, well no this is no. this is matthew mcconaughey from True Detective. <laughs> you can tell because it's really hard to understand what I'm saying because I have this lazy and draw. I've never heard a Matthew McConaughey impression without you say, someone saying, all right, all right. I know because right. that's, yeah, that's a, fucking weak sauce. That's a yeah, basic that's, impression. That's, Step up your impression game. Yes. That's weak. Yeah, get up to the other uh, most basic version, which is time is a flat circle. <laughs> now, I have a theory that could go in that I kind of like alluded to earlier. I think that part of hauntings. You know, and if anyone out there has experienced hauntings, I don't want to offend them in any way. Yeah, yeah, honestly, send us your ghost stories. Yeah, send I us your ghost stories. Hearing about them, even if I don't necessarily believe in ghosts myself, I'm still fascinated by ghost stuff. Yeah. I used to watch all the ghost shows back in the day, even yeah. when I was like, I don't know if I think this is real, but I was still like, it's still so fascinating. And it's also interesting, interesting to hear about. It's always interesting hearing it from someone you trust, like yeah. a ghost story where they're like, no, they're like, I, I swear to God, I actually saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that something that could be an explanation for ghosts is like past traumas. Mm. You know, maybe like you had a traumatic event in your life or something. So and you're saying it, instead of literal ghosts, it's figural demons. Demons. In our, in our it's past. just a mental manifestation. Right. Well, of. A- I was watching like that Netflix show hauntings 
Okay. This yeah. week, so trying to get in like the mood, yeah. and so like the, there was like the first very very first episode was this guy telling the story about how he moved into a house with his parents when he was like seven, and like the closet was making noise, and then the next night like he st- started like opening by itself, and then all of a sudden it would open and there was like a woman in a dress hanging from the closet, <gasps> and like every single night. <laughs> <laughs> every single night he would he would be tortured by this woman she would come out of the closet crawl onto the ground and like go up to him and then he'd like pass out of just fear or whatever and it happened every night Me according too. to him for like six years then they moved out of the house went to this other place and he, he was better he, like you know there was no ghost and then he saw a ghost he saw her standing in the road <gasps> and he like got hit by a car and and now I guess he still sees her like all the time um, but at the very beginning of the story, he like just quickly threw in this little detail that when he was like three years old, he witnessed like a murderer, like using an axe to like kill someone in public. What? And, and it like deeply like traumatized him. And there was like drawings that they showed on the show of like him drawing like this, like man with an axe and like mm. people disembod like disem uh disembodied disemboweled and just completely like their limbs were cut off and (gasps) i'm not putting this little this this little kid like drawing of the pictures like it wasn't real pictures um and so i was like like, oh my god no wonder this kid had like these lifelong fears of ghosts yeah that just sounds like some like unresolved uh, trauma right there sure (laughs) yeah and like his parents you know they were drinkers and stuff and like Mm -hmm. just makes you think sometimes like they kind of skipped that fact. <laughs> they just kind of like mentioned it real <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah. To the set human the tone. mind is a, a interesting, interesting thing. It can do some really weird stuff with uh, trauma and coping. all that sort of like coping mechanisms. Or in this case, it sounds like not coping at all. And it sounds right. like either your brain screaming at you, "Deal with this." Yeah, you need to. Oh yeah, you need to deal with this because it's going to get you killed. Right. You know, I don't know that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So that was just kind of one one thing that sort of I think about is experiences that come back to haunt you your brain yeah, telling literally you, haunting yeah yeah i mean the other thing too is is implanted memories mm-hmm. um where like if you because every time you recall a memory you lose a little bit about it and you you're like, remembering you, the last time you remembered it yeah, yeah sort of yeah. and so then your brain is just patching together um patching together the parts that it's missing so i wonder like how how much of that uh, goes into like remembering things that you didn't actually see but you thought you saw and therefore like your brain has just changed it over time because like there i think i think people there's like a theory that m- the majority of your childhood memories aren't actually real and they're yeah. just things that you thought happened they're memories of memories yeah. they're memories of you remembering a memory 10 years ago right or you're remembering that story that your mom tells you all the time of that one time you used to you know ride around your little little hot wheels to the house or whatever but you don't actually remember doing that you just remember you know the story of then you sort of like construct the picture in your head like oh yeah i can remember just like honking around those big honking handlebars or whatever (laughs) and then you you really don't actually remember doing that you're just or maybe you have like a childhood video or something that you've seen over and over again maybe see like a picture seeing a a childhood video is different because it's like actually documented it's it's when you like but like i i like think i remember a situation right and then i'll like go through old child videos i'm like oh i remember this situation or at least i thought i did until maybe i think oh 
maybe I saw this video well, already. We had actually, it's really funny. We were just talking about this just because we were talking about like a video we had worked on like two years ago. Yeah. And we had this very specific like line from that video that was like stuck in our heads. And we like would like say it to each other just as like a little inside joke. Because like we would say it's super exaggerated. And we're like, Jack, we have to show you this video. Like this is a really funny thing. <laughs> and then we showed it to him and it's like so just like oh, not yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just in yeah. our heads because if we just like yeah, keep yeah. recalling it, recalling it, recalling it. It's, but you, you know, it's, it's even something as little as that that was from like two years ago. Yeah. And it's like in our minds, it's just like really exaggerated crazy yeah. thing and then we watch it and it's like oh there's oh, it's just like nothing it, it's, it's so, snowball it's so nothing that the first time we went back to find it <laughs> we, didn't, we we missed it like we, we didn't realize it. it happened yeah this has been our our hauntings episode and yeah. we hope you enjoyed listening to our little ghouly ghosty, little ghosty tales. Ghouly tales yeah and again we would love to hear from uh from you guys if you have any ghost stories or ghouls or 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 your thoughts in general or on, gremlins on or goblins gremlins and goblins or gnats like bobby <laughs> for some reason gargoyles. puts those in the same category um <laughs> <laughs> but uh you can gnomes or gnomes yeah but uh you can uh you can send us your gnome stories to uh brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com again that's brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com we also have social meds galore and by galore i mean instagram and twitter yeah. uh twitter is at brain boggled pod instagram is at brain boggled check out our merch in the link below we got mm. new shirts guys yes, we got new shirts we have a new a new design a new long sleeve design with some bars that it looks super cool they're pretty cool um and we have a exclusive patreon only shirt uh, for $25 patrons for at least two months because of shipping costs and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. yes. uh, you get a exclusive brain-boggled cassette t-shirt. I'm mostly considering being my own $25 patron just, just so, so I can get the get dang the shirt because yeah. it's, it's so good. It's, I love that shirt. It's, it's pretty, pretty so cool. It's got, it's got brain-boggled on the cassette. It's uh, it's pretty fun. And, yeah. uh, some of you folks might not know, uh, but your old, your old man Brent has a uh, old cassette tape tattoo. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, you do. Yeah, so really I'm like, I need to complete on. the look by getting this t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> complete um, the, the matching They're great look. shirts. We, uh, yeah, He's so got the look. All the images that we that we talk about on the show i'll post on patreon um you won't have to be a patron to view them um but that's where we'll be able to find them yeah uh yeah so shoot us some dms on uh, the on the uh, good old social meds shoot us an email just uh, reach out we love hearing from people who listen to yeah. the show it's always cool to hear what you guys have to say hear what you're interested in or just you know tell us your you know some of your own cool experiences or send us some dang memes you know yeah we want memes. talking to you leah send us some more dang yeah, memes leah, send us memes our, yeah. our, our memes are meme cmo our, our chief meme officer all right and once again before we sign off i just want to give huge thank you to our patrons oh yes uh john and steven thanks guys we you know jack knows these people but i just want to say from from our from me and brent's mouths Thank you guys so much because we don't even really know you guys and you're supporting with this thing that we're doing that really gets us through the day. Yeah. And we love you so much. And just thank you so much for listening to us babble because it's fun. Yeah. And we want to keep it going. And Patreon's, babbling at your faces. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we hope someday that this this can be yeah. something that, you know, we do professionally. And yeah. so, like, you guys supporting us is helping us get that much closer to that goal. Mm-hmm. We love you. We love you guys. And uh, stay safe out there, guys. Yeah, don't, don't get haunted. Don't, get don't haunted. become a ghost. Don't, don't become yeah, a ghost. Don't haunt or get haunted. <laughs> if you, and things. if you do become a ghost, 
Don't go haunting people. That's if you do become cool. a ghost, reach out to us on our, <laughs> all our social media. Hear from you. We have a separate email. Brain Anyway, Brain actually. I'm email. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 